Hi, this is Lori, your host of Happiness Hangout, a space to come and elevate your happiness levels. You, me, and our guests will discuss and help you apply happiness to all aspects of your life, even if you're already happy. Get your daily boost of information to help you feel your best. Hi, this is Lori Peters with the Happiness Hangout, a place and space to help you feel your best. And today we're going to be talking uh, to a gentleman who has a really cool and amazing story. And he is a holistic health coach. And we're going to be talking about uh, a lot about physical health, but we're also, I'm sure, going to be bringing in mental health too. Um, And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Michael Temez. And Michael, we're going to tell you a little bit about Michael and Michael, how am I saying that again? Is it Tamez? Yeah, it's Michael Tamez. Michael Tamez. Well, here's a little bit about Michael. Uh, he's a certified holistic health coach who lost 105 pounds. He lowered his blood pressure and reversed sleep apnea and advanced gum disease. This was all accomplished without drugs or surgery. All of these experiences combined led Michael to discover his true passion in life. He is dedicated to guiding, empowering, and sharing the knowledge and wisdom he has acquired over the course of his lifetime. Drawing from this incredible health transformation, Michael published his award-winning book, Transformative Nutrition. His guidebook to healthy and balanced living is powerfully designed to create a permanent shift in the way people eat, think, feel, live, and love. So, Michael, welcome to the Happiness Hangout. So glad to have you. Thank you so much, Laurie. It's a pleasure. Appreciate it. Great. Well, you have a really cool story. And, you know, on our Happiness Hangout show, we like to uh, bring people in who have these sort of life experiences to share with others uh, for, you know, the reasons of hope. And and also, um, this is the place to help you feel the best that you can. So the coaching that you do um, is always interesting to hear from your perspective you know, how people can live healthier, better lives. So um, we're interested to hear your story. And I guess I'd like to start off with telling us a little bit about your story. Tell us, you know, I, I understand that this probably gives a progression to get you to the point of where you became a holistic uh, health coach. Uh, tell us a little bit about your life and and how it all brought you to this point. Yeah, sure. I was, um, I was always an active kid and I... Met a, uh, I met a girl in high school, and long story short is I fell in love, and it ended up being a dysfunctional relationship because she ended up cheating on me, and that created a lot of, uh, a lot of depressive um, – it created a depressive state in my life, and I started not caring about my health, and I just started eating fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I put on a lot of weight really fast, and – the weight that I put on actually caused me to develop some lifestyle related illnesses, which was very scary to me because I was only 19 years old at the time. And I had, I had developed sleep apnea and it got to the point where I fell asleep driving and I was really scared. So I knew I had to make some changes and literally came to a a moment where I woke up. I mean that, 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 you know, getting into a car accident, really woke me up and that was my aha moment. And that's when I started really making some effort into transforming my situation that I had gotten myself into. So I started researching and learning everything I could about nutrition and healthy living and, and healthy eating. And throughout the course of about a year, I lost almost about, about 80 pounds I lost, which that was the initial weight loss. And then I kept that weight off for many years, but I didn't realize that I was still holding on to additional, an additional 30 pounds. And I didn't realize that over the course of many years. I mean, probably almost 10 years. And I didn't realize it until the point where I was manifesting other dysfunctional relationships because of holding on to this weight. When I realized it wasn't the weight that I was holding on to, it was actually unprocessed emotions and anger and resentment from that experience when I was younger that I was holding on to, which was actually causing me to hold on to the physical weight. So it took a lot of, um, a lot of soul searching and a lot of digging deep to find the root cause of my issues. And 
you know, working through them and processing them, that was the most powerful thing that I ever did because that actually enabled me to lose the additional 30 pounds and also manifest an amazing relationship, amazing, amazing marriage that I'm in right now. And it wasn't, it wasn't until I, you know, I actually went beyond the physical aspect of my, of my obesity and health issues to, to discover the underlying mental, emotional, and even spiritual imbalances that were causing the physical issues that I was having. So having experienced this amazing transformation in my life, I figured I wanted to share it with the world. So I became certified as a health coach and I wrote my book, Transformative Nutrition, to really educate people on the, the multifacetedness of our, our being, of, of, of being human. I mean, there's so many different aspects of who we are, what we are, and what make us, or what makes us human. And it, it goes so far beyond the physical. And, and my health coaching is more of, it's more of a life coaching because it not only looks at what you eat and how you look and your weight, but it also looks at other areas like your, your finances, your, your career, your spirituality, you know, your, your home cooking, your physical activity, your relationships, all these things that look, I look at when I do my health coaching in, in my book because they're all intimately connected and they make us the heart whole and complete being. So that in a nutshell is where, you know, my story combined with why I do health coaching and what my mission is to basically empower people to experience the highest version of themselves in every area of their life, not just their physical health. Well, we know everything connects in life. I mean, you can't really separate when something's going on with you physically is because of something mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and they all connect uh, typically. So there is really no way to separate them. It's hard to learn one without learning the others. And and I'll tell you, Michael, I grew up, we own Dairy Queens. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a little tough, uh, I can tell you, a little bit tough. And, um, you know, we've, we all suffer, I think, with some level uh, of this. It's not always a weight issue. It could be something else that we're maybe a little obsessed with or something else that we use as a crutch or however we look at life. And so when you, when you heal one aspect, it often o opens up a space for you to heal, you know, other aspects. But I know that is a, you know, huge issue in our country is, is weight. And I remember as a little girl, even thinking that, um, Gosh, I don't know. Maybe I got to high school. I don't remember when it was. And I said to my mom, I said, you know, I think I'm constantly mildly depressed. And she looked at me and she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't come to this revelation. This might have been college even. And my weight was controlled, but it was always an issue. And it was always, you know, kind of sliding up and then eventually going down, sliding up, going down. I still struggle with it to this day. Although um, it's interesting, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to learn I just like to eat and drink too much wine. Not overly drink it, but I like my wine and I love food. But at the same time, um, you know, finding the balance in everything, isn't that just the toughest thing sometimes to find that balance? It can be, but also it's not at the same time because, I mean, we're creatures of balance. I mean, that's everything in nature is, is, is a balance. And when we... When we just let ourselves be human, then you know it takes away the guilt and the the make wrong for when you indulge in stuff that you like. You know, as long as you know it's like there's so many diets out there that that point you know point their finger at you and say you're wrong and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and you need to eliminate this and that. But you know we're human. We have we have things we like. I mean, you like wine. I like beer. I you know people like pizza. People like potato chips. <laughs> you know, these are some of the things that, that we like and enjoy. And, you know, when we look at healthy living, it doesn't mean that we have to eliminate all these things just because they might not be the most healthiest thing that we could do. It's, you know, being okay with having a little bit of garbage mixed in with the good stuff every once in a while, because that's just, you know, that's how, you know, how our world is, you know, if we try to, if we try to eat 100% organic and clean all the time with all the environmental toxins and the, you know, the polluted air and the water and everything, you know, we're going to get sick. So it's, it's good to mix it up because that really allows yourself to be human. And, and it takes away the, the guilt and the shame and all that stuff from, you know, maybe indulging in something that you like. So, 
it's the balance aspect can be difficult to find in a, in a way, but also once you find that balance aspect, then, you know, that's when you could actually let yourself live. You know, I tell people to stop dieting and start living because, you know, people, a lot of people are on diets and they feel so restricted and so, you know, so, uh, like they can't do anything outside of that. And, and it, it really, a big reason why people gain weight back from being on a diet is because the diet forced them to, 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 to be in an unnatural state, to restrict foods or count calories to the point where going off that diet, you tend to adopt the old ways of being and living. And that's when the weight comes back. And a lot of the time the weight comes back even more. Mm -hmm. And the secret to permanent weight loss is to stop dieting. You know, we're, we're in a diet obsessed, uh, time right now that we live in. I mean, there's different diet books coming out every other day saying that, you know, this is the way, this is the right way. This is works for everyone. This is the right way. And it's really all about listening to your body. That's how you can create a dietless plan to, you know, to figure out what really works for your body, you know, checking in with your body because our body is an intelligent being and it communicates, you know, the, the, it communicates what we need to know, what we need to feed it to really nourish our, 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 our minds and our, our soul, our spirit, you know, all of it. Mm -hmm. And when we choose healthy food, we, we nourish that, you know, aspect of ourselves. And when we, when we choose to be happy and we choose to be grateful and acknowledge things that work in our life, this also creates healthy, um, not only bodies, but minds and, and, and thoughts and emotions, everything, you know, it's all really connected. Like you were saying, well, you got to find things that you love. You know, I love some of all that bad stuff <laughs> that you said, <laughs> and I love some, you know, good stuff. Like I love salads and I do make a homemade dressing that's lighter myself. I also sprinkle some ranch on it too, but Hey, you know, I'm eating tons of like deep, dark colored vegetables and, mm -hmm. and light, light cheese. Cause I like lighter cheese, lower calorie cheese and, and it, and it works. Um, so I find that I, you know, I always said to myself, I love salad, but I will never, never eat fruit on a salad. I don't like it. I don't like it. What did I just start liking this year? Fruit on salad. Mm. So, I mean, I think you change your, your palate changes if you're willing to be open. And, um, you know, I'm getting married too that, uh, in nine months. So this whole weight thing plus, you know, looking at I've got to find what I love and, you know, trying to love pizza that's thinner crust and putting more veggies on it. Sure, I like the meat too, but can I have just one little bit of meat and add more vegetables? I mean, I think that's what you're saying. And I know I continually try to do is I have to find that stuff or I'm never going to stick to it as a lifelong part of me. If And don't you think people need to go and explore what those things are they love? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about it's all about figuring out what works and what doesn't for your body. And that's really the only the only fail safe way to to diet. I mean, when you look at it, because we're we're so unique. I mean, we're seven billion strong on the planet. And that's 7 billion different digestive systems and immune systems and different organs and different ancestral backgrounds and different, you know, different uh, genetics. I mean, the, saying one way of eating or saying one diet works for 7 billion people is absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. And that's why I think that that's the number one reason why I tell people to stop dieting and start living because you can't go based off of what someone says works for everyone because how can they know what your body specifically wants? You know, we are all so unique in that way and we have different emotions we process things differently you know with our with the way we feel and the way we think those are those are two things also that can slow or or make digestion faster you know anger and sadness is a, is slow and depressed you know is very lethargic when you have joy and happiness that's gonna you know create a higher frequency or a higher vibration for for happiness to live in you know so it's interesting when you really look at it that way. And that's where I usually start my health coaching clients is to understand how our emotions and our thoughts affect our mood and affect how we eat and how we feel and how we look. It's very, very, it's very powerful. And it's very important to really dig deep under what we physically are dealing with, whether it be weight or 
a food addiction or possibly um, possibly wanting to exercise more, whatever, you know, whatever physical issue that we may experience, there's an underlying mental emotional imbalance there. And a lot of the time, you know, people don't even realize that. And once they become present to it, then it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was there. Now I'm, I'm glad I see that. Well, you know, there's a couple of things that are coming to mind. First of all, I know a lot of people, there's two different things. One, I grew up in a family that it was, you know, it was um, Eastern European was the most influential side. And uh, we had an aunt who could cook anything and make it taste like glorious, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's it was EDD, EDD. It's, it was raised, we were raised that way. Um, for one thing, I don't know if people, you know, come to you with that issue that they're so used to that. And the other thing is I know people who truly don't like healthy food. And I don't know, again, if that's a product of of them just – because you know how you get used to the fast food and it, it's got all that stuff in it mm -hmm. and it makes you crave yep. more. So how do you deal with those kinds of issues? What I usually do is I – I recommend that people crowd in, use the crowding in method, which is the opposite of restricting from your diet. So basically adding in one thing at a time, that's good. So maybe, for example, adding in some more water every day or adding in a new healthy food, such as veggies or something, something that the person is willing to experiment with. The person's got to be open and willing mm -hmm. to experiment with foods because that is that is a huge Thing right there you know the the willingness to transform health health struggles has to has to begin with the commitment to reaching you know health goals because without that commitment then then it's really difficult to work with someone that's going to resist the the recommendations that i make and but what but but if someone's open to it you most of the time the people I work with even when they you know may be just like that you know i've eaten you know really not 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 healthy foods most of my life and I don't really care for you know salads and stuff but th you know there's other there's ways around that and like I said what I like to do is I like to crowd good stuff in and eventually the not so good stuff starts disappearing from the person's diet it's it's interesting how it works it kind of like slowly and gradually disappears and I've seen it work for for many people and it's even worked for myself too it's a more subtle approach to saying, well, you need to stop eating this and stop eating that. And you need to restrict your calories here and watch your fat intake here. It's more of a, okay, what is my body communicating with right now? You know, when you eat something and you feel it's lethargic or you feel like you want to fall asleep at your desk, then what you, ate, what you just ate, your body's telling you that it didn't work. And you mm -hmm. need to reevaluate what you just ate and modify it according to what your body is communicating. Our body has an innate ability and knows what what works and what doesn't as far as food goes. So when we start tapping into that communication from our body, then we can really understand what we need to feed our body so that way we can experience the highest level of health that we want or reach our health goals or lose the weight or uh, overcome a food addiction or uh, a struggle, whatever it may be. Does that make sense? That's, yeah, that's a cool way of thinking about it, how to pay attention to how you feel. Because, you know, I have someone in my life who does not like salads, likes a few vegetables, and, you know, we'll eat those. And I guess if you love watermelon, that's one of my favorites, then incorporate watermelon around my world. I live in Ohio. It's only really good certain times of the year. Mm. So, you know, you try to find something else. And I have found those things. And I think, you know, when it comes between having blueberries and low-fat cottage cheese and our Snickers bar, I mean, unfortunately, I don't pick the Snickers bar all the time. But honestly, I'd like to. If I could, I would. And that's that whole sugar thing that we have going about you crave more of it. So I think it's a matter of figuring out, again, what you love on the other side of the spectrum and adding more of what you love in. And what do you do with those people? And I, I know a couple of them who truly only, they don't like, they don't seem to like anything healthy. Do you think it's a matter of that they haven't consciously tried it? Or do you find people out there who just don't like 
vegetables and fruit and whole grains. I mean, is that, or do you find that that's more of an excuse from people? What I'm finding is most of the time, I'd say probably like 95% of the time, it is a conditioning that they've acquired from their upbringing. Usually the eating habits are passed down from generation to generation. And sometimes people are very resistant to change or to modifying the way that they've eaten, the way that they were raised. I mean, this even goes, so this even, this goes deeper than the food that we eat. This goes to the traditions that we were handed to from our parents and grandparents. I'm talking about like anything from social status to religion, to, um, to our employment. I mean, a lot of times we accept, sometimes we want to do what our parents did or our parents want us to do what we did. And that's why they put us through school for that career. And these are all the things that are handed down to us. And what I'm seeing a lot of the time when it comes to food, we don't question why our parents ate this way or why our grandparents ate this way. And we just continue the cycle in our lifetime and we pass it to our kids. So a lot of the time it goes back to the, how we were raised. And this goes back to, you know, to when you're young, you know, four or five years old and when we can start remembering. And again, when people become present and aware to this happening, then they, then they, then they realize, Oh well, yeah, I, that's probably why I, have this story that I only like non-healthy foods because this is how I was raised. I ate this. This is what I know of. This is what is comfortable to me. So it really comes down to the fact that most of the time people aren't comfortable with, with eating the healthy foods because that's not in their comfort zone. Their comfort zone is what they know and what they've always known their whole life. So it's very, it's a, it's an interesting concept and a different approach to, looking at it. And that's what I do. when I, when I coach people is I get people present and get people asking themselves, asking the questions in their life going, I, I have people go back and, and revisit, not re, not necessarily revisit the past, but kind of get answers from the past. Maybe there's things that can be discovered and uncovered from the past that can give clues to the present as to what the blockage is as far as wanting to try healthy foods or wanting to put the effort into losing weight or, 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 uh, whatever it may be. So it's, it's very interesting when you, when you look at it that way. And, and a lot of the time it really does come back to the conditioning that we were raised with. It, so we don't necessarily we didn't necessarily have to have a mental block although a lot of people use food for that it could right. be it could it is good to know it could be how we were conditioned as well because I feel like you know I'm I'm a pretty darn happy person I work in the field of happiness uh, and I but I still love that stuff and now that you put it that way you know the way we were conditioned that's that's another no possibility. And, and the other thing, you know, I'd like to bring up, at, at least for Americans, we have people that listen to the show from all over the world. And I can speak for Americans. The issue is often processed food because, you know, I just had this great salad today. I use, you know, deep greens. I love, um, beets. A lot of people don't. I love beets. Um, I do a lot of dark, like I said, dark, um, vegetables. And, uh, I was in a hurry. So, I use that healthy choice, not that I'm doing a commercial for healthy choice, but I use healthy choice <laughs> ham, uh, turkey-based ham. Oh, great, it's turkey-based, but you know it's full of everything because it's processed. This is what I struggle with. I'll eat healthy, but there's always processed running around in that processed food running around in our lives. And I know even my life, and I've lost weight, you know, eating processed food too. Um, I haven't had to cut it all out because frankly, I'm not going to make the time to go get a fresh turkey and cook it. Not going to do it. And I know that. How do you feel about us Americans and maybe other countries with the processed food? Is it an issue of just trying to limit it back because people are going to go as far as they're going to go and that's it? Or what do you think about that? Well, I think it, it comes down to the whole convenience factor, like you were saying. And we were, we're a very convenience-oriented society in the United States. And we want we – want our meal and we want it two minutes ago. You know, we don't, we don't want to wait around. We want, we, we want it now. And that's, you know, that's created from the, the fast paced world we live in. And, you know, we're, we're overworked and we're, we're stressed out. So, you know, we don't have the time to create these amazing meals. We don't have the time to make a Turkey. 
we, you know, we work too hard. We have no time for this stuff. And this is the thing that I, that I see in the United States that's vastly different from other countries, especially in Europe, where they have a very different view on work and life and their work-life balance is so different. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the time they only work like 30 hours a week and they have like four weeks vacation when they start a job. And it's like in this country, in the United States, it is like not even close to that. I mean, when you look at it that way, then you can understand why we're reaching for the processed foods because we don't have the time to make the food like you're saying. And we don't have the time. We don't have the patience, the, the energy for it. So it's easier to reach for something that is already made, already processed for you. And mm-hmm. that's that's a huge issue that I see in the United States. And it's being addressed now. I mean, people are starting to starting to, to really vocalize how, you know, we need more of a work-life balance in this country because when, you know, that's another area that's just like the, the whole, it's a, our life is like a puzzle and career is one of the areas of this puzzle. And if the, you know, if the career aspect is, is imbalanced and we're overworked, then it's going to affect our physical health or it's going to affect our, our, um, our exercise, you know, we're, we're not going to want to work out either because we're, we don't have time or we're tired or it's going to affect other areas. So mm-hmm. it's more of the whole balance aspect again. So if the career area or another area is preventing the, you know, you from possibly making the turkey or making your own food instead of reaching for the processed food, then there's maybe some modifications that can be made in other areas to, to balance out the imbalance that's, mm-hmm. that's there. Because I mean, really, that's why we reach for the for the processed foods. I mean, when you when you think about it, it's not cheaper because you can make your own. You can make a large quantity of it. You can use leftovers. You can freeze it, and you can have it for a long time. So the 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 cost factor really isn't an, uh, isn't isn't valid. It's more of the like like you were saying, the convenience aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it really comes down to making the time commit. You know, committing to having that time to invest in your health because it really is investing your health is the most lucrative investment that you can make. It has the best return on investment because without your health, there's really no quality of life. I mean, you could have all the IRAs and the, on the stocks and bonds, commodities, precious metals, you can have all this stuff, but if your health is poor, then you can't enjoy that wealth. So that's why investing in your health is really the wisest investment ever. And figuring out what modifications can be made in different areas of your life can really help to fund that investment of investing mm-hmm. in your health. Well, I suppose if you think about it, you know, there are places out there that make fresh meats that you, you know, if we do have the disposable income, we can buy those things, eat them and freeze them. Even if you're not making the turkey, somebody can do it for you too. Exactly. <laughs> That's the other good thing exactly. I mean, to think about. But, you know, you mentioned about um, working out. And this is something that I used to do a lot of and uh, I really struggle with. I find that the only thing I really love to do is swim. Uh, I love to swim. I will make it a priority. I have access to a swimming pool in my world and I swim four to five times a week um, in the summer. But, you know, I live in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> so I've got about three three months that I can do that and I've talked to my fiance quite a bit about this and how I'm going to deal with this. I I don't care for indoor pools. It's about the outdoor, the wind, the sun, the glistening on the water, not smelling the chlorine like I do in an indoor pool that almost makes me gag. And so um, I I bought something to try to use for the indoor and we're playing badminton tonight. So I'm working on it. But I'll tell you what, I – really have to admit at this point in my life, you know, I'm, I'm past 50. I like to do what I like to do. And that's swimming people who, and people will tell you they don't like to work out. I hate to sweat. That's why I love swimming. Such a good workout. So good for your body. So good in so many ways. And, you know, dealing with people who, who hate to work out, they'll even admit if they have the time, they hate it. Have you run across lots of people like that? And, and how do you work with those people? Yeah, I have. And I actually, I, I don't really care for working out either. I mean, I don't, I, I like doing outdoor stuff. You know, I like doing stuff that is adventurous. I really despise the gym Mm -hmm. and I try to avoid it at all costs. And I actually wrote an article called the 20 best gym free exercises. And it's on my website and it really goes into detail on 
some of the activities that, that people can do that aren't necessarily exercises. I mean, they're fun. I mean, th- things like bike riding, swimming, as you mentioned, perhaps surfing, hiking, you know, even, even going for a walk after, after dinner every day for a half hour is incredibly effective and it doesn't require anything. It requires a pair of gym shoes. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, you don't need a gym membership for that. You don't need any expensive equipment. You just use your feet, put one foot in front of the next and you keep doing that for a half hour and you'll burn calories. And it's, it's like, you're not even working out, you know, and some other things like dancing, even gardening, you know, things that we might not even think of as exercising, but they're burning calories. I mean, there's not, you know, we don't always have to go to the gym or put on a DVD to get a workout and we could do subtle activities, fun stuff that we can actually use as, as, as exercise. So I recommend checking out that article. It's called the 20 best gym free exercise. It's on my website and there's a lot of good, good ideas in there on if you hate the gym and you don't want to go, you know, buy equipment or have a gym membership and you don't like working out. It's good, good information there. Oh, we'll definitely get our uh, readers to that. At the end of the show, we give your information out. I think that's really important. And there are people out there who physically aren't able to work out as well. And like when I, when I clean, I make one of those days my workout day when I clean because I clean and I go hard and I really go at the cleaning because I know I'm working out because I'm really Mm -hmm. sweating. I don't mind that. But you're right. There's so much you can do. And I know as a walker, I used to walk for an hour and it wouldn't help me lose weight. So I had to walk run where I I would like – step it up a little, not run, run, but kind of run. (laughs) I get, yeah, speed walk and almost run, then go back to walking. Then, But that's my body. I have always had to do both. And, you know, that's just what you have to do. But again, I'm glad that that article is out there. And maybe some of us just need to be more conscious of what those things are. Maybe we don't realize they're working, but if we put a little more effort into them and do them a little bit longer, they can be our workout. Right, right, exactly. Because you're not going to do it if you hate it. You're just not going to keep it up. Right, exactly. I mean, even even making small choices like taking the stairs instead of elevator or parking a little bit farther away and walking that extra a little bit will, you know, any little thing like that can burn calories and, you know, keep us in, keep our, our heart health good and our, you know, cardiovascular, our, our burn the calories. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, a, you know, we don't have to dread going to the gym or dread the the workout to actually have a workout, you know? Right. I mean, dancing is wonderful if you do it and like to do it. But, you know, they say, what do you need? Like 20 minutes of your heart rate at a certain level, depending upon all your particulars in order to lose weight, you need to do it four times a week. So, you know, are there four days that you've got, you know, that you could take that and notch up, I guess, is the question people have to ask themselves. Right. It all comes back, like I said, to the commitment because that's the number one thing right there. The commitment has to be there and the effort on top of the commitment is what makes goals, you know, what makes goals reached. So as long as there's that there and, you know, with the ideas that I give in in this article and in my book, then, then that's when we take it to the next level as far as to what other steps can be taken. Well, you know, when you talk about, happiness and gratitude and using it in your business. H- how does happiness and gratitude work for a holistic health coach? How do you implement it? It is the basis of everything I do because without without acknowledgement and appreciation, nothing works. I mean, and I've experienced it myself time and again and my clients, I, I, I make clients aware of it because you know, we live in a, in a world where we're constantly focusing on the garbage, on the on the negativity, on the stuff that doesn't work, on what we hate about ourselves. You know, we look in the mirror and we see, oh, we're I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm stupid, I'm not ad- I'm inadequate, I'm not good enough, I'm not tall enough. He's better than I am. She's smarter than I am. And we have all these conversations, all these stories, and these are the stories and conversations that keep us from experiencing gratitude and having the happiness and joy that we want in our life and for manifesting more of this in our life. So this is, this is why I really encourage people to focus on what works in your life. Why are you amazing? What do you offer the world? What have you done that you are proud of? You know, these are the things that create more of that because when we focus on them, then we're, you know, we're putting the energy out there that we want more of it and we're, we're worthy and we're, we deserve more of it. 
So that's why I like to start, you know, start my day with acknowledging what I'm grateful for in my life and why I'm, why I love, why I love myself and, you know, the things that I've done, the good stuff. You know, I encourage people listening to start focusing more on what works and why you're awesome and watch how much more of that you attract to your life and how, how it really, how, how it really connects to your happiness level and your joy and, and people will see it and it'll radiate from you. And it's really cool. It's really awesome when you, when you start applying that and really start being grateful every day, even maybe even what I've recommended to some clients is keeping a, a gratitude journal and just, or, you know, uh, an acknowledgement journal and just writing a couple, like two, three things down every morning that you're happy for that when you wake up, you know, it could be, I'm happy that I have hands to write. I'm happy that I have eyes to see. It could be something cheesy like that, but I mean, that's a good start to really acknowledging what you take for granted every day, you know? Well, these are exactly the things that happiness and gratitude go very much together. These are the things I talk about quite often as well. And, and it does permeate, permeate through every aspect of your life. And it's interesting because we often, people who live those hectic lives often do not reflect back on what they did well. I mean, this is all over and all the articles I read and everything I, I put out on social media and talk about my presentations is around, you know, you have to take time for reflecting, take time for reflecting upon what you've done that's so good, because especially even in your world, working with people who have made, say, life changes, changed a couple of foods that have really made an impact on their life or, or upped an exercise that made a difference, or they're looking at, you know, a size down in clothes and people will tend to say, but I need to do four more, but you've done mm -hmm. two. Right, exactly. We need to, you've got to celebrate things and I celebrate I you you know I couldn't agree with you more about <laughs> you know that celebration and looking back and and when you appreciate the things that you do like you said when you think about them appreciate them feel how good they feel then you bring more of it into your life you keep doing it because you remind yourself and you make yourself feel good which puts you in that position to allow more feeling good to come in so just like you said I mean it's it's important everywhere but I can see specifically how People who are trying to, to reach a goal, a lifetime goal, and stick with it would really need to do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, really acknowledge your progress. And I tell people, you know, acknowledge your progress and don't accept anything less than you're capable of because that keeps that right there will keep people on track. It'll keep them um, – in, in the in the attitude of gratitude, but it'll also keep them in a space of always continually wanting to grow and and you know and reach their goals. You know, do put in the work and keep on keep on going and not getting to that plateau. You know, and that's the main thing right there is just realizing that okay, I reached this goal. This is awesome. Before saying, well, I reached this goal, but I, I, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. That's not, you know, that's not an attitude of gratitude. That's an attitude of, of, um, I don't know what that is an attitude of, but that's just not, you know, that's not going to create more abundant happiness. It's going to create more of what you don't want. So yeah, that's really powerful stuff. Well, and you know, if you, if you don't mind, if you have even, we love to hear success stories without using names, but have you come across uh, a success story that you'd like to share? I know you are a success story. Have you had other people you know, that you would say have had really cool, interesting success stories with changing things in their lives? As far as you mean with food or with attitude or just anything, anything in general? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been, there's been a couple where the, you know, this one, for example, is this lady, she didn't realize that she wasn't able to manifest the things she wanted in her life. So she wanted a relationship and she wanted a promotion at work. So she didn't realize that her attitude was, was blocking her. So she had a really bad attitude about men and about people she worked with. And I was like, well, do you really think that the universe or God or whatever, you know, whatever you believe in, I told her, you know, it doesn't matter whatever energy you're putting out there. Do you really think that it's conducive to you receiving what you want? If you're being that way about it, you know, if you're being nasty about something, whether it be manifesting a relationship or getting a promotion at work. These are two examples that anyone can relate, you know, someone can relate to or not, you know, there's other areas, but 
if you're being nasty about it, what, what do you think the outcome is going to be? It's going to be nasty, right? You're just going to stay in that space of not being in a relationship and being miserable about it or being in, in the position at work and, you know, being looked over for a promotion. So through, through my coaching and the suggestions I made and some of the exercises that I had her do, she really started to acknowledge herself and appreciate and really start living in joy and coming from her heart. And she actually ended up manifesting a relationship, which that was her biggest goal right there. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then she shortly after that got promoted, which was like, and then she was like really happy about it and, you know, thanking me. And I was like, I didn't do anything. I just made you, I just, created a space for you to become present to how you were being about the situation that you wanted to transform. So she was being in a nasty attitude and it wasn't until she transformed that into a positive attitude that then she was able to manifest what she wanted in life. And that's the same thing that, you know, I experienced in my health journey too. I was holding on to, like I said, a lot of anger and resentment and guilt, shame from the relationship that I had when I was in my teens all throughout my, you know, early adulthood, you know, into my late 20s. And that caused me to keep manifesting what I didn't want, more dysfunctional relationships and more issues with my weight. And it wasn't until I started looking at, I looked back and I was like, whoa, I lost 80 pounds and I've come this far in my life. I need to really appreciate that and honor it. And then that's when things really magic happens when you, believe in yourself and you love, you know, what you've, what you've experienced and what you, what you've accomplished. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how, you know, people come into your life, you're a holistic health coach, but because there's so much other stuff around that, that you end up dealing with people with all kinds of other issues too. I mean, it's sort of, there's, it's nothing is in its separate box. I mean, it's, it's like we said, it's all connected. And I, I have, I, have an experience that is similar to yours. Of course, no two experiences are exactly the same about, I had to make, you know, some major life changes and changes in my whole thought process, um, throughout many years that got me to this point where things I could not get to happen would just, just happened. And when things like that, I think happen in our lives, we're compelled often to, to pass that on because it's so impactful. It's so meaningful when these things happen that you Mm -hmm. just feel so much like, Oh my gosh, I want this for other people. This is so amazing. And I think that's sometimes why we do the work that we do. And, and we just, you know, people are going to take what they need and leave the rest. And I, that's how I got comfortable with, with all of this saying, I'm going to put it out there, take what you need and leave the rest. If you need more of it, you'll come back when you're ready. Because we both know nothing can be forced and nothing should be forced. So, so you I know, love I, that concept. <laughs> that's yeah, the, yeah, right. that's exactly that's what I tell people too. It's like nothing I'm saying is true, and nothing that you read is true. Nothing that you watch is true. Everything is subjective. I mean, people have opinions. You know, it's all information. I'm just what I do with my my book and my work, my coaching. It's all presenting information, and people can take what works and put aside what doesn't for another date or forever. But Mm -hmm. just being, you know, just understanding that, that it's just information and information is information. And it's, it's in a, it's in this, you know, neutral aspect. And I really like that a lot that you said that because that's exactly what it comes down to. It's like, what are you going to do with the information? Here's something that I learned. Here's something that I uncovered in, you know, the 15 years of research that I've done you know, you can take it or leave it, or you can, you know, put it aside or take bits and pieces of it and put, put, make your own puzzle of the, of the bits and pieces that I'm presenting and make a puzzle that works for you exclusively, because that's like I was saying, how unique we are. We all have, we're all made of different puzzle pieces, but we're all a masterpiece in the end. Oh, I like that. Well, that's very cool. Well, you know, we've been talking about your book a little bit, uh, as we're, we're, Coming to the end part of our show, I want to hear, um, and listeners want to hear about your book. What made you write it? What's it about? Tell us a little bit about that. So my book, Transformative Nutrition, The Ultimate Guide to Healthy and Balanced Living, is more than a a book on nutrition. It's more than a book on weight loss. 
it's more than a book on food and everything that we've talked about. It's, it, it really looks at every area of your life and the steps and techniques you can, the steps you can do and the techniques you can um, do that, that really help you to figure out how to make them work. So whatever areas may be imbalanced, say for example, finances or career may be imbalanced in your life. You know, you may be struggling in that area. So these are some of the, some of the things that I talk about in the book and I, and I present the tools that you can use, the questions that I ask to really dig deep and figure out what the root cause of the struggles are. That's the premise of the book is to get to the root cause of what you're dealing with in life, not just physical health. So getting to the root cause and, and, and eliminating that cause or transforming it to, to enable you to reach your health goals. That is or health and life goals. That's the, the, the major, uh, premise of the book. And I wrote it based on my, like I was saying, my, my transformational health journey and also all the information that I've, that I've learned from all the research that I've done over 15 years. And every word in that, in the book is written from my heart. And it's, it's very, it's very powerful because I've combined the lessons I've learned in life with some of the lessons that I've learned through coaching people throughout the years. And it's, it's really interesting because I'm, I'm actually learning while I'm coaching people because they're, you know, they're showing me it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, but all this in information is, is infused in the book and there's a lot of love behind it. And it was, I wrote it to really impact to make a major impact, not only on the obesity epidemic we have in the United States, but also the disconnect that we have to food and to other people in, in, in general. So the book, the best place to find it is on my website and that's michaeltamez.com. That's M I C H A E L T A M E Z.com. And that's where I, I was, I was mentioning earlier, I have my Articles. I have my blog, and the article that I was mentioning earlier is called "The Twenty Best Gym-Free Exercises." It's you can find it on my blog or on my articles, and it's a really good uh, resource on if you don't like the gym and want to incorporate some fun activities in in your in your life. So again, that's michaeltamez.com. Well, that sounds like a really good read, and you know, people who are ready. Some people aren't ready to explore that. They're they're a little scared of that because when you think about going to the root cause of what might be going on, you really have to be ready for that. So, you know, words yeah. won't kill you. So so if if you're actually ready out there and, and want to take a look at it, and some people have explored, but maybe they haven't, you know, explored to the deepest level needed. So, you know, pick up Michael's book, Transformative Nutrition, at his website. And um other ways we can reach you. I see you've got Facebook, Twitter, all those great things. Yeah, I'm so on you're Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Good. Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google Plus. All those, all those sites can be also found on my website as well under the um, contact. I mean, under the connect tab. Sure, absolutely. So, so lots of good things to check out on your site, including your book. And uh, you know, very glad that you wrote it and that you're helping people out there. That's what you know what we love to hear. So. Any last things, Michael, uh, before we wrap up that you'd like to say? Well, I just want to comment on what you just said a little while ago, that it is not easy work to get to the root cause of our struggles. And I acknowledge that because, you know, through, through what I've experienced and helping people to, to overcome their, their blockages and their struggles, I really understand that yes, it does take a level of commitment and determination. And what I want to say is that, you know, as hard as it may be to look deep at what's happened in your life and what you're dealing with now, it's worth the little bit of pain and, 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 and hustle to get to the cause and eliminate it and, and live a healthy life than to live in doubt or regret for the rest of your life. So a little bit of struggle, a little bit of, um, a little bit of discomfort is well worth not having to have that hold you down for the rest of your life. And that's what I want to leave listeners with who may be thinking, well, I don't want to dig deep. That's just what, you know, that's what I wanted to leave it with right there. So, well, thank you. Words well said. And, uh, 
you know, hopefully we've reminded some people about that and that's what we're here for. So thank you again, Michael Tamez, a holistic health coach for being on the happiness hangout. We really appreciate you here today and appreciate you being here today and, and glad to have you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. Great. I'd like to thank our sponsors, AirServe of Mentor and AirServe of Strongsville, residential and commercial heating and cooling companies in the Cleveland, Ohio area. Veteran-owned businesses providing the best warranties and guarantees and the best financing in the business. Go to www.airserve.com slash mentor for the east side of Cleveland slash Strongsville for the west side. And Humanity Thriving Out Loud, read The Magic Happens magazine. That's www.themagichappensnow.com. I'd like to thank you for joining us. And once again, Michael Tamez. If you want to check out my information, my articles are at yourtango.com. Check me out over there and see some new articles coming up for this week. Thanks again, listeners, for the Happiness Hangout. This is Lori Peters. Until next time. Hi, this is your host, Lori. Want to get more happiness? Check out all the free readings, activities, and my blog at my website. Want to learn how to deal with life's challenges from your positive core? Check out Empowering Yourself to Happiness class, done totally online. You can find it all at www.happinesshangout.net. www.happinesshangout.net. Come explore and feel better wherever you are. This is Lori Peters with the Happiness Hangout. I provide presentations on happiness and well-being to businesses, schools, and anyone involved in wellness and professional days. Check out tons of free resources and activities also at my website, www.happinesshangout.net. Feel better wherever you are. Help us grow the Happiness Hangout Show. Become a sponsor. Businesses and nonprofits get your info out there to thousands of my listeners all over the world for just pennies. Individuals can also sponsor one or more shows, and you get a shout-out to your favorite charity. Several packages available. Come see what you get and put out there what's important to you. Go to www.happinesshangout.net www.happinesshangout.net for more information.